0: Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome to Swiss Cast. I'm your host, Suhaib Webb. Something a little different for those of you who don't know me and may be here because of the uh, the Celtics or the playoffs. My background is in Islamic theology, trained overseas for seven years, studied in a traditional system for 10 years, uh, originally from Oklahoma. We'll talk about that maybe later. But most importantly, right now, I am an unapologetic Celtics fan. What I wanted to do in this podcast is I was watching the Celtics completely dismantle the Nets and then move on to the formidable wall known as the Milwaukee Bucks with Giannis, who is just the greatest basketball player on the face of the earth, man. Incredible talent is my my the my theologian DNA kept kicking on. And I I tried to mute it. And I have some friends of mine who say, you know, I'm 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 the biggest nerd they know. Wherever we go, I'm I'm thinking through a theist lens as a theologian. But then I decided, you know what? Let me put some of these thoughts down because I found them for my own self beneficial and um, somewhat transformative so the next few podcasts i'm just going to run through some of the things i'm seeing maybe share with you a deeper analysis of what's going on in the basketball court as well that may help you appreciate the game more i love basketball I grew up my father gave me a basketball when i was four years old man um, have a lot of love for it but i just wanted to 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 share with you some things i think that also will help us be better people man better husbands better spouses better wives better parents better children you know better students better athletes better devotees to god almighty so let's let's start this and this may not be chronological uh, i have some reflections on the first series that i'm still putting together but i noticed something in the second game of the Celtics Bucks. And I I looked at the defense more than the offense as a Celtics fan. I wasn't worried about our offense, if we do one thing that I'll share in the in the future, which is, is run at the pressure, not one run from it. But I wanted to see how we reacted defensively. And in the first game, the Celtics did what is kind of intuitive, right? They Double-teamed Giannis. They left the wings open, and they got pummeled. They got pummeled. The second game, we see the genius of Coach Udoka. Coach of the year. Candidate, you know, has to be at the top of the list. And that is that they did, which is counterintuitive. And that's very important for faithful people. That people who have succeeded in life tend to have been brave enough to do what is counterintuitive. That if you want something you haven't achieved, you have to do something that you've never done before. And when it's counterintuitive, it can be difficult, man. So what did they do in the second game? They did not double team Giannis and they stayed true to the wings. And there's a reason for that. I mentioned one, but this kind of defense is called a tie defense, like a tie we wear when we go out. No matter how nice the tie is, no matter how color coordinated it may be. If there's one thing off with the tie, people become uncomfortable. It could be minuscule but people become uncomfortable. People will notice it. So the Celtics did something really important. They surrendered to the fact that they could not impact the macro, and that is shutting Giannis down. They accepted a form of failure, if you will, in order to gain success by being counterintuitive. And what do I mean? Let me break it down in a very simple way is that they refuse to double team him, which he is used to, which makes him uncomfortable. And then secondly, instead of trying to keep him from scoring, you try to keep him from shooting or starting from where he's used to, even if it's an inch, even if it's a foot, and that's the tie defense. That small interval changes when brought together can lead to great change. And that's why when you hear KD, and even now, the second game, when you hear Giannis talking, you hear uncomfortable people. They're throwing bodies at me. There's a lot of pushing around. They're jockeying and they're pushing, and that's why they're not calling fouls, because he's pushing too. That's what he does. He makes you uncomfortable. He runs over you. But as a defense, there is a great theological lesson here for us from the Boston Celtics and the way they're playing and the genius of Coach Adoka. And that is that instead of trying to go for macro changes in our lives, trying to get that home run ball, trying to be that, get that knockout punch, let's make small, small interval changes and allow the drops to become an ocean, allow the pebbles to become a mountain. You're listening, alhamdulillah, to SwissCast by Suhaib Webb. It's great to be with you guys. I always keep me in your prayers. I actually have COVID-19, doing much better now. Actually, COVID, not COVID-19. as Alaikum, rahmatullah. Welcome to SwissCast. I am your host, Suhaib Webb. It's great to be with you. We're going to flip it up a little bit and do something different. It is playoff season, man. And many of you know I am an unapologetic Celtics fan, but what I wanted to do is as a theist and as a theologian, I can't resist seeing some of the powerful lessons that are coming out of the series that I'm watching, starting with the dismantling of the Nets and now taking on this formidable giant known as the Milwaukee Bucks with the greatest basketball player on the face of the earth, God knows best, Giannis, and sometimes people get mad at me because I do this, but I just just couldn't hold back and what I was noticing I think are lessons that are powerful lessons for change um, that can ultimately impact our lives and help us to be better people better husbands better wives better children better citizens uh, better community members so I'm just gonna just let it flow man and I hope that these lessons are helpful and I appreciate you rating and leaving comments Uh, it's very helpful to me so if we look at the first series as I mentioned earlier, complete sweep of the Nets. And I have some thoughts on why. Because the talent level of the Nets is unquestionable. The potential, the raw material that is the New York Nets, is, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a Bitcoin mine, man. And then we move on to the second series. And the first game, the Bucs just, man, they just ran over the Celtics. Dismantled everything that they had going So I was interested to see how Coach Udoka and the team would react in the second game. And his genius has to be up there for Coach of the Year nomination, really shown through. And I wasn't interested in the offense. I'm not worried about the offense. With that team, their offense will be fine. Although I have some reflections that I'll share with you about that offense and what makes it successful, if it is successful and what makes it fail if it fails. And that'll probably be my next podcast. But for me, it was the defense. I think it's ironic because most people don't like to talk about defense. We think about defense as kind of a second thought. What the Celtics did in the second game provides a very important theological lesson for us. And that is that sometimes, in fact, often to be successful, We have to do something which is counterintuitive. And that touches on three points. Number one, the tie defense. The tie defense is a defense. You think about a tie you wear. No matter how nice the tie is, no matter how color coordinated it is, if there's something off with the tie, no matter how insignificant it may be, people notice it. That's why it's called a tie defense, because the idea here is you submit to meta failure. And that is, it's impossible to stop Giannis. So you embrace a strategy of, in the most simplest, smallest ways, changing his habits. The tie defense, meaning making him uncomfortable. And that's what happened in the second game. And that's why if you hear the interview, listen to what he says. The first series, KD. KD is an uncomfortable person. It's playoff basketball. Playoff basketball means things are happening that are making me uncomfortable. So oftentimes, instead of trying to look for meta solutions to our problems, maybe we need to embrace that we can't change the meta but we can focus on impacting the meta by making small interval changes, small incremental changes. Mountains are made of rocks, oceans are made of drops. And and that's counterintuitive because people want to be the hero. A lot of times narcissism puts us in a place where we want to be able to handle everything. We want to be like Thor. Whereas what we should think about is Let me embrace my own vulnerabilities, my own weaknesses, and actually in Islam, this is commendable Uh, introspection instead of projection. And then make a strategy that allows me to impact what I'm trying to achieve. So, for example, people can pray, it's hard to pray five times a day. Start to pray once, right? Start to pray twice. Make that a habit, build on it. When I memorize the Quran, I asked my teacher, how do you memorize the Qur'an? He's like, if you can memorize a letter, you can memorize another letter. If you can memorize a word, you can memorize another word. If you can memorize a verse, you can memorize another verse. If you can memorize a page, then you can memorize another page. So the idea of building confidence, as well as learning organically a skill set, needed to accomplish meta-success, is often found when we embrace breaking that meta success into small parts and taking them on. And here it's about, listen, I'm not gonna stop you, but I'm gonna make you uncomfortable. So if you look at the shot selection of Giannis in the second game versus the first game, you can see a lot of red outside of his comfort zone, even though it's really close to his comfort zone. That's called the tie defense. You watch that. On Saturday, I believe, is the next game. Watch how the Celtics go against what is counterintuitive. And instead of trying to completely shut him down, which is impossible, they do what? Tie defense. The second thing that they did is also counterintuitive. And that is they didn't double team him. Why, again, makes him uncomfortable. He's not used to that. He's used to being swarmed by people. He's used to having bodies all around him. So what do you do? You don't do that. And again, it makes him uncomfortable. And you do it with people that, of course, Grant Williams is a a rock, man. You're not going to run over Grant Williams. Al Horford, you know, Fountain Youth, Al Horford, man, God bless him, is is not going to, that Dominican brother is not going to get pushed over by you. So you're able to, Engage in single coverage, man-to-man. But again, that's to make him uncomfortable. And again, that's, that goes back to the whole idea that sometimes in life we have to be counterintuitive. You get upset, maybe the way to deal with that anger is, is to act in opposition to it. You get frustrated, maybe try to act in a way that's not frustrated, Imam al-Maqdisi says that the key, one of our scholars in the Slavic tradition, to spiritual growth is to do the opposite of, of your bad habits. Counterintuitive. And seeing that as really a way to run an effective defense against some of the challenges we deal with with faith is very powerful. The last lesson uh, that comes out of this process after talking about the Thai defense. And secondly, being dedicated to not double teaming him and taking the wings uh, leads us to the third lesson, and that's commitment. When we set out to engage in counterintuitive interval changes, we're not going to see immediate success. They were able to see immediate success because Jaden Brown, our brother, mashallah, who was fasting during the month of Ramadan, he was balling out, man. He couldn't miss, hoop was 80 feet wide. But you gotta stay committed to that. And there are times when the Celtics struggle with that and you saw the Bucks start to make some moves. They started to make some moves. So this is just some reflections, alhamdulillah. If you go watch the game, check out that tie defense, check out how they are making him space differently. Just as little as whatever they can get, an inch, right? Even an inch to make him uncomfortable. And then if they stay committed to that, and you can see his field goal percentage has dropped drastically compared to this. I think he shot 68% um, during the season. I think it's like 76% in the playoffs. And now I think it's at 52%. There's a reason for that. It's a great series, a formidable opponent, and I look forward to sharing with you more some of the important lessons we could think about about interval changes, Um, counterintuitive sometimes to our emotions, to our feelings. We live in a society which is always affirming our own individual assumptions. In religion, we believe individual assumptions have to be inspected before they're projected. And thinking how we can apply those to our lives to be better people. Have a wonderful day, Barakalaw look forward to sharing with you some more. Next time I'm going to talk about taking on the pressure that, again, Sometimes we want to run from what we fear, and inadvertently we may run into something more dangerous. Assam alaykum wa rahmatullah.